tonight, if you are at home, uh, take your Bibles to the book of 1 Thessalonians once again. We're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. Uh, we're going to follow up on our message this morning uh, about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I am excited. We live in the most exciting days in all of the history of the world in which to live. I cannot think of a better time in history in which to live. And I cannot think of a time of such great need and a need today as we prepare for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, the coming of the Lord. And I want to, if you are at home, you're welcome to do this. This is kind of something that we have always done. As we open the Word of God, I believe the Bible is God's Word. I believe that it is worthy, that we trust, and I want to ask that you might stand in honor of the reading of God's Word. And really what I want to do is begin in verse number, or chapter number 4, chapter 4, and again verse number 15 that we very briefly discussed this morning, chapter 4, verse 15, for this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. And then the Bible describes here the, the coming rapture and how the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together. And so we look forward to that event in verse 18 of chapter 4. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And then we head into chapter 5 with that as the context of chapter 5. And in chapter 5, we have some of the, uh, some of the details, a discussion of the events surrounding uh, the, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we read that it would be like a, a thief in the night. It would come suddenly. It would be a surprise. And the world would uh, not be expecting the return of Jesus Christ as it takes place. But God exhorts his children. We're to be prepared. We're to be ready. We're to be watching and waiting for the return of Jesus Christ. We're the children of the light. We're not the children of the night. Now, as we move on through chapter 5, we come to verse number 11. And in that context, we read this word, wherefore. Uh, because or in light of the return of Jesus Christ or the coming of the Lord for his saints, in light of that, he says, comfort yourselves together, edify one another, even as all should you do. And what we're going to do tonight uh, is, is we're going to look into the Bible instructions uh, for the local church as we await the return of Jesus Christ. Instructions for the local church as we await the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, if you'll join me, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and you ask the Lord uh, in the privacy of your heart and your home, and as you're listening, as you're watching this service, ask the Lord here tonight to bless, and would we yield our hearts tonight to the Lord? We so need the Lord to speak unto us, and we need of thus, saith the Lord. Father, thank you once again for this privilege here tonight to open the Word of God. And I thank you, Lord, that you give us a love letter, you give us direction, you give us guidance. And uh, there are many things we do not know, many things that we do not understand. But, Lord, we know you, and we know that you are in control, and we know that you're God. And, Lord, as you've given us instruction, if you, as you've given us guidance, help us to take heed to this instruction. Help us to follow you, to be obedient unto you. Help us to be faithful in these days. Help us, Lord, to be used of you, a light in a dark world, we pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. And again, you may be uh, seated. I want you to take your Bibles. There are, there are many things. My mind over the past 
uh, week or so has been spinning so many things that I, uh, that I want to preach and that I want to share with you and I want to say to you and, and uh, just uh, can't possibly uh, preach all of the messages that God has, has dealt with my heart about. But uh, this particular passage of Scripture in 1 Thessalonians has, has over the past days continued to press upon my heart. If you go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, I want you just to see this, this uh, statement here in verse number 1. Uh, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so here is a, a letter to a local church. It's this church at Thessalonica. And this uh, particular church was a model church in so many ways. As we read through portions of chapter 1, you'll notice in verse number 6, and, uh, they were saved during a time of affliction. He says, you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, and despite all of that affliction, with joy in the Holy Ghost. And uh, they were saved during that uh, difficult time in verse number 9. He says, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And I believe with all of my heart that when somebody is genuinely saved and when they meet the God of the universe that there is a change. And here the Bible tells us of these that have been saved in this local church. They had turned to God. They had turned from their idols to worship the living God, the true God. And what a testimony they had become. They became examples in chapter 1, verse number 7. He says, so that you were examples to all they that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. And yet despite that affliction, you'll notice in verse number 8, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia, in Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God would have spread abroad so that we need not speak anything. And so we have a, a local church that had been saved in a time of affliction, and yet from that church sounded out the word of God in their known world. We were going to use that as a theme verse for our missions conference and how our goal is to spread the word of God throughout northern New Mexico and to plant churches all over northern New Mexico and into southern Colorado and, and to see the Lord bring revival. And our prayer has been to see a new Bible belt built in this region, in this part of the world because of what God does and how the Lord changes lives. Now you notice in verse number 10 of chapter 1 that as they are serving the Lord, in the process of serving the Lord and to wait for His Son from heaven. They're waiting for the coming of the Lord, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Now, I want you to turn Paul's given instructions to this local church concerning the coming of the Lord. This morning we preached out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and, and we gave us that context, uh, chapter 4, the rapture of those that are saved. And uh, the, the real message is, is we need to be ready in an hour such as we think not the Lord is going to return for His children. And there will be a trumpet from heaven, the dead in Christ will rise, then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together. And, and I would hope at Valley Bible Baptist Church when that happens, if it happened during a church service, it, it would be as empty and more empty than it is here tonight that uh, those uh, that are saved would be taken away. And, and what a blessing uh, that will be that day as it happens. And we don't know when that will be. Uh, we don't know uh, the date of that time. But this we do know as a thief in the night, when nobody expects it, 
It's going to be a surprise. Uh, those that are going to be left behind that do not know the Lord will enter into the time of tribulation and the rise of an antichrist and a false peace upon this world. And as we mentioned this morning, there will be a, a time of a famine and pestilence and war. And the events of our day are nothing compared to what the Bible describes during the time of the tribulation. Now we don't know when Jesus is returning for his children. We don't know when that trumpet will sound. But what the Lord does is he gives instructions to his local church as to how they are to wait for the return of Jesus Christ. Now I want to give, as we kind of look at chapter, chapter 5 here, the last part of this. I'm not going to give you anything fancy. We're just going to go through the Word of God. We're going to look at some specific guidelines and direction for us. and We'll find here some verses that deal with instructions concerning our relationship to fellow believers. Again, notice uh, verse 11, chapter 5. We read, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also you do. Uh, I believe uh, the Lord established the local church, and we see the importance of the local church. God knew that we needed a church. And so he established a church like Valley Bible Baptist Church. I need the local church. You need the local church. And so during this time, so important for us to stay connected to our local church. I pictured many times you take a coal from the fire and you separate that coal from the fire. It's not long till that coal will die down. Now, I want you to keep your place in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 23. Here the word of God said, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, we read in verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, during difficult days, we need the church and we need the church even more. And we're to encourage one another. We're to edify one another. We're to uh, encourage each other as we wait and look forward to the time when Jesus Christ uh, splits that eastern sky and calls us up into his presence and into heaven. Now back again in chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians, the Bible tells us in verse 11, comfort yourselves together, edify one another. That means we're to build each other up, we're to instruct each other. Uh, a baby needs a family and uh, a new Christian needs a church home. Uh, every Christian needs a church family, and, and God does not teach a universal church concept that requires no commitment and no responsibility and has no protection. Uh, God has given churches like Valley Bible Baptist Church where we fulfill this exhortation to comfort ourselves together, to edify one another, even as the Bible said of this church, even as you do. Now, it, it would be such a blessing if the events across America and really across the world uh, would really drive people back to their church, 
back to a, a local church, a, back to a good church, a biblical church, back to Valley Bible Baptist Church. And, and I want to encourage you, don't neglect the services online. As we have this time together, don't neglect uh, the times together that we meet together and this encouragement that we have one for another. Now, verse number 14, as we're speaking about our uh, uh, time or this time of, of waiting on the Lord, instructions concerning uh, fellow believers. In verse 14, he reads, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Warn the unruly, the careless, uh, those that are out of line. Uh, Luke was going through marine training and, and uh, he was learning to march and uh, had to be in line. And we had the privilege of watching the graduation and, and watching how all of the soldiers marched in line and how they worked together as a team. And God wants the local church to work together as a team. Uh, jokingly, I would just say to you, those of, the, of you that threatened to turn me off, if you didn't like what I preached, well, you do that, and I'm going to call your name over the internet, and I'm going to give your cell phone number over the internet, so you better not turn me off. You better listen. Don't be unruly and out of line. Comfort the feeble-minded, the Bible says. Some get discouraged. And uh, one member mentioned uh, calling others in the church to encourage them and to exhort them. And to lift them up unto the Lord. And I want to encourage you, please do that. Uh, encourage each other. Uh, comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Uh, some of you, are, are some are weaker spiritually. Young Christians, uh, they haven't grown in the Lord. And during this time, uh, we don't want to let anyone slip through the cracks. And as a pastor, I need your help. I need uh, you to be involved in encouraging each other. And you, if you know of a need... Please, please, please make that need known unto the Lord. He says here in verse 14, be patient toward all men. I'm glad the Lord was patient with me. He didn't give up on me. I received a really encouraging call yesterday from somebody that used to be a part of the church and had moved away and they're in another place and now involved in another good church and and their statement was, Pastor, thank you that you didn't give up on me. Thank Valley Bible Baptist Church. I thank the Lord that Valley Bible Baptist didn't give up on me. And so that's what we need. Uh, encouraging. Don't let anybody slip away and fall through the cracks. Notice in verse number 15. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. If somebody mistreats you, somebody hurts you, uh, we're people. We let each other down. You're going to fail somebody and somebody's going to fail you. And the Bible says if somebody hurts you, it's not your job to get them back. I leave that to the Lord. He says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. We need to be willing to forgive. We need to be willing to do good to those that hurt us. And as Matthew chapter 18 expresses that we need to forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. So he's given us instructions here. We're waiting for the return of the Lord and our relationship to fellow believers and our relationship within the local church. Now notice in verses 12 and 13, our relationship to fellow or to, to spiritual leaders. So read these verses together, verse 12 of chapter 5. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace 
among yourselves. Now, I believe he speaks here of, of the pastor and, and of the, the leaders of the church, the spiritual leaders and, and Valley Bible Baptist. I, I want to say, and, and this time has caused me, I've, I've grown to love you even more and so very appreciative of you. And, and uh, I, I've coveted, I've shared with many of you, I've coveted your prayers and and uh, just as all pastors and, and leaders across the nation, really across the world, I've had to make some difficult decisions. I'm not alone in that. I understand. And even this, uh, this past week, there, there are several nights I, I couldn't sleep and just seeking and wanting uh, to know God's will and God's direction. And, and then coming to the place of, of having to postpone our missions conference and then going to these online services, my heart was grieved. And, and even on Wednesday night... Uh, as we came, it was just not the same. Uh, you know, sometimes Brother Gilberto mentioned during the Spanish uh, service that uh, it's kind of hard to look out and see you get angry, angry when or mad at the preaching, but boy, you sure miss that when people are not here. You'd like somebody to be here to be able to be mad at the preaching. And, and so that's difficult and some difficult decisions. And, and then with our Christian school and, and having to just kind of go a different direction, those are not easy decisions, but Boy, I've been so blessed with the overwhelming support. Some of you have been honored, but boy, what a blessing that is. Uh, overwhelming support, and, and what a blessing even today as, as uh, we know that you're listening and, and watching the services and being a part here of our services online. Now, those of you from, from other churches, just, just to press, express to you, your preacher needs you right now. And uh, let me also, in, in this thought, to the context, those, those that are over you, to, to young people, your parents need you. And your parents need your obedience and your submission at this time. Now, how can you encourage uh, those that are over you? Notice in verse number 12, uh, there are several directions that God gives to us. How can you encourage them? He says, you, you need to know them. We beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonished you. Uh, really, a pastor is God's gift to a local church. And speaking here of a, a God-called man in Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible speaks of, of that gift unto the church that, uh, that that pastor and those leaders are to uh, really guide and train and develop you for the work of the ministry and uh, for God's working uh, through the local church and that work of the ministry. And, and uh, it's very important, uh, a man of God that stays true to the Word of God. And I believe uh, parents are also God's gift to children. Now, here Paul says that of those leaders, they are to admonish you. They're to warn you. Uh, they are to reprove you. Uh, the Bible says, so you should know them. And verse 13, esteem them. To esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. That, that word esteem is to value uh, don't take the church and the leadership uh, of the church for granted. Esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And again, uh, so thankful for Valley Bible Baptist Church. And, and then he says in verse number, uh, verse number uh, 13, And be at peace among yourselves. Parents, you understand this. Grieves a parent when a couple of the children are battling with each other. Grieves a pastor uh, when members are at war with each other. And it grieves the Lord most of all uh, when we are not right with one another. 
And so as we wait for the return of the Lord, it's very important that we are right in our hearts toward the Lord and right in our hearts toward each other. Now, again, keep your place. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I want you to turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, what are we to do? How do we encourage uh, those that are over us. We are to uh, honor them. We are to esteem them. Uh, we are to know them. And then the Bible says, Hebrews 13, verse 17, we are to obey them. Uh, we read here in, in verse 17, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy, not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Now, my job as a pastor is to watch for your souls. And I want to encourage you, don't allow a wedge to come between you and your preacher. I've often said here to Valley Bible Baptist Church, and I said this to my children as they were growing, I need your heart. My son, give me thine heart, Proverbs 23, 26. And I've said that to my children, and I've said to my children, I can't guide you, I can't help you if I don't have your heart. And I say that to the folks at Valley Bible Baptist Church, I need your heart. And now I understand we're to obey God first and foremost, and you follow a preacher as he follows the Lord, and pastors make mistakes. And you go back to Hebrews 13, verse 7. He says, remember them which have the rule over you, have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. And so you follow them as they follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, there's our relationship uh, to spiritual leaders. Now really, what I want to get to tonight is something that is so crucial for us. is our relationship to circumstances. There are several verses here the deal with our circumstances, this becomes so important as days are confusing. Uh, when the times get difficult, uh, what will we have to go through before Christ comes? Uh, fiery trials, uh, maybe financial woes, uh, some might face sickness, uh, persecution, uh, reading in China of a church building that uh, was destroyed and a pastor that was arrested. Many of the members were arrested. They made the statement, we are going to be faithful to the Lord. We're going to follow the Lord. And they faced some severe persecution. Uh, how do you handle those circumstances? Our relationship to circumstances. As we await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You notice in verse number 16, this statement. Rejoice evermore. We need to maintain a heart of rejoicing. No matter the circumstances, rejoice evermore. I think of Paul the Apostle in Acts chapter 16, where the, Paul the Apostle uh, arrested for preaching the gospel in the city of Philippi. And at the midnight hour, Paul the Apostle began to sing unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord delivered him that night from the prison house. It's evident that Paul rejoiced even in those difficult circumstances, probably chained uh, to a soldier. Had, uh, back, his back had been beaten, and yet he rejoiced. Uh, I think of the book of Philippians chapter 4. Uh, Paul wrote from the prison house, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Uh, we preached recently from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, uh, a time when Jehoshaphat and the land of Judah 
uh, had been attacked uh, or were under siege by the Ammonites and the Moabites. And uh, we read of that time where Jehoshaphat's heart feared, and he set himself to seek the face of the Lord. But we read in the midst of chapter 20 how in that difficult time, uh, there were days that they would sing praise unto the Lord. And as they began to sing praise to the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against the enemy and gave the victory. I want to encourage you, keep singing. Uh, get a songbook at home. Now, we've got a rule here. If you have one of the songbooks that have the print of Valley Bible Baptist Church in the front, you're in trouble. But we sell those in the bookstore, and we have them available. And, and you have a songbook, and just keep singing unto the Lord. And we need to sing, need to have hearts that sing to Jesus Christ. Not a time uh, for us to walk around uh, with uh, long faces. Rejoice in the Lord always. And during circumstances, we don't know what's happening. Rejoice. The Lord's God. He's in control. Now notice also, how do we handle our relationship to the circumstances? Verse 17. We read, pray without ceasing. Keep praying. We live in an attitude of prayer always. In an attitude of prayer. Always sensitive to the Spirit of God. Uh, sensitive to what God puts upon our heart. And may these circumstances take us to our knees. May these circumstances cause us to cry out to God. And to seek the face of God for revival. In 2 Corinthians, or Chronicles chapter 20, when Jehoshaphat was besieged, his heart feared. The Bible said he set himself uh, to seek the face of God. And one of the great prayers of the Bible is he recognized the power of God and, and the works of God and, and really the, the, the blessing of God. As, as Jehoshaphat prayed, we need to seek the Lord in prayer. Now the world flippantly talks about prayer. But those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ should maintain a right relationship with the Lord. And oh, how th through this time we ought to pray. It, it ought to be uh, so close. We ought to be so close to the Lord. Uh, when I come into the church building, I can flip a light switch and the lights come on. Uh, we need to be so in such a relationship with the Lord that as we come before the Lord and pray, uh, we have a God that hears our prayer and we know that He hears our prayer. Now, I believe with all of my heart, God is powerful. He could stop this virus. There is a case in 2 Samuel chapter 24 uh, where during the, the kingdom of David, uh, where after the death of 70,000 people, God brought the uh, pestilence to a complete end. God could do that. He's powerful uh, to do so. Uh, but He may have other purposes. And we don't know and understand. Uh, we need to pray for each other and pray for our missionaries and pray for our nation and pray for revival and seek the face of God. Uh, keep praying as we wait the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, also, verse number 18. Uh, what is our relationship to the circumstances? Maintain grateful hearts. We read in verse 18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything. In difficult circumstances, give thanks unto the Lord. Somebody told me recently, Pastor, I thank the Lord for these events. They've made me realize how much I love my church 
How much I love my family. How much I need my church. How much I need my family. So allow the circumstances to give you a grateful heart. If you go back to the book of Romans chapter 1, for just a moment, in Romans chapter 1, there is the mention here, really, of the danger of an ungrateful heart. It's dangerous not to be grateful. We read in Romans chapter 1, verse number 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Very simply, God has manifested himself and God has made himself known by his creation and within the heart of man. But the Bible speaks that man didn't want God, verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, but notice the statement, neither were thankful. Let us never be of those that are not thankful. Maintain a grateful heart at all times. Of all people, God's people should be thankful. God's people should be grateful. We have much to be grateful for. Uh, friend, no matter what happens, I'm saved, saved, saved. I'm going to heaven, going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. I have a Bible. Uh, the Lord bought me with His blood. I have a home in heaven that is sure and secure. I have a Jesus that said, I will come again. And so I have much tonight to be grateful for. That's our relationship to circumstances. Then we go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And there is our relationship unto the Lord. In verse number 19, the mention here, quench not the spirit. Don't put the fire out. As we wait for the coming of the Lord, stay on fire for the Lord. Don't let the world put the fire out. Don't let sin put the fire out. Don't let bitterness and unforgiveness put the fire out. Stay on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, how this world today needs a Christian that is going to be a bold witness for Jesus Christ. I was thinking recently of Joseph. Uh, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. Joseph could have been bitter, but it's evident that Joseph forgave his brothers. Uh, Joseph rose up from slavery and, and from the prison house uh, to be placed in a position of leadership. And he became God's tool to give the bread of life to a lost and dying world. Uh, Joseph would have quenched the spirit. He would have put the fire out had he become bitter towards his brothers. Uh, but he was willing to forgive. Had he become bitter towards Potiphar's wife, uh, Joseph would have quenched the spirit and he would have put the fire out. Uh, but because Joseph had God's grace and God through his grace gave Joseph the ability and he was able to forgive and God raised him up. And at a time of great need, Joseph became the vessel to give the bread of life to a needy world. And friend, our world today needs the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our world needs that bread of life as never before. And so quench not the spirit. We need to be used of God like Joseph was to deliver to this world God's bread in dark hours. Now notice in verse number 20, 
our relationship to the Lord. He says, despise not prophesying. Now, again, we have a complete Bible today. We need not add to the Bible. We need not take away from the Bible. And, and when the Bible speaks of prophesying, he's speaking of the preaching here for our day of the Word of God. And we need preaching. We need God's Word. And so again, be faithful to the online services. And uh, if your church uh, has uh, services, don't miss uh, those services. Be faithful uh, to what God is doing. You need God's Word. need preaching as we wait for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 21, he says, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Uh, important to rightly divide the word of God. Uh, don't be taken astray by false teachers. Know what you believe and know why you believe it. Uh, don't be led astray and prove the word of God. Hold fast to that which is good, to that which is right, to that which is truthful. In verse number 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. As we wait for the return of Jesus Christ, don't walk on the edge. I heard the testimony of an elderly woman. This is in the days of the carriage drivers. And she was looking for a new carriage driver. So she interviewed several candidates. She asked them the question. Now just outside this city, there's a curve. And near the edge of that curve is a cliff. She would ask the question to those drivers, how close do you think you can get to that cliff and still be comfortable and not fall off? Uh, the first driver says, well, I, I think I could get maybe an inch or two and I would still be comfortable. And the second driver said, I, I would be comfortable with about a foot away from the edge of that cliff. And the third candidate says, uh, ma'am, I would stay as far away from that cliff as I could. I'm going to hug the other side of the road. And the woman said, you're the one that I want. And she hired the third candidate. Well, friend, as we wait the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Guard your testimony. Be a pure vessel for the Lord Jesus Christ. It continues on in verse 23, and we mentioned this this morning, be Christ-like. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. He says, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay pure for Christ. He's coming. Uh, don't be as lot entangled in the affairs of this life. Losing his testimony. Losing his family. Uh, be pure for Jesus Christ. You don't want to be ashamed when Jesus comes. Now, I want to make very clear, if you are born again, if you are saved, you are secure in Christ. That can never be taken away from you. Lot was a saved man. The Bible is very clear about that. But Lot was a saved man that was away from Christ. Lot was a, a saved man that wandered to the world. And Lot was rescued out of Sodom, I believe when the Lord comes, uh, no matter where you are, if you're saved, the Lord's going to take you. You're going to go to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, many will be like Lot 
And they're going to be ashamed at the return of Jesus Christ, having lost their testimony, having lost their power, having lost their zeal, having the the Spirit of God quenched in their life, not useful to the Lord Jesus Christ, and and saved yet so as by fire and, and in the judgment seat of Jesus Christ to be without reward. Now, I want you to notice here this statement in verse 23, and the very God of peace sanctify you, Holy, completely, uh, like a young woman waiting for her husband, uh, waiting in purity. Uh, I thank the Lord for my wife. Uh, my wife, as a fifth grader, committed that she would never kiss a guy until it was the one that she would marry. She saved herself. She kept herself. She kept her heart. She guarded her life. She guarded her heart. She guarded her physical body. She kept herself as a pure vessel. And I am so blessed to be her husband. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming back again. And the trumpet will sound. How important it is as that trumpet sounds, we don't know when. I can't answer that question. No man knows the day, know the hour. Uh, some have asked, do these events point that Jesus is coming soon? I, I believe he's coming soon. I, I don't know when. Uh, this I do know. These are birth pangs. And how long will it take before the full contractions come and, and the birth takes place and that thief comes in the night? I don't know. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. I don't know when it's going to be, but I know that it is going to be. And the Bible says, as we wait the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need this local church. There are many that are going to be like Lot because they leave Bethel. They leave the house of God. They leave the things of God. Uh, they get bitter at somebody. And, and they have a wedge that comes between them and their pastor. And so as the Lord comes, uh, they are be, they're ashamed having lost so many rewards and not been what God could have done in their lives. I don't want to be like that. I want to be found faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord comes, I want to be found doing what he's called me to do. I want to be in his will. I want to be leading people to the Lord. I want to be a vessel of honor unto the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be right with the Lord at his return. Notice in verse 24, and this is a great encouragement to me. He says, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. God is faithful. Let us never forget this as we wait the return of Jesus Christ. God's faithful. He's God. He's good. He's always right. Nothing can come to us except it crosses his desk. He will never give you more than you can bear. He mentioned of the wise men that built upon the rock and the foolish men that built upon the sand and the rains descended and the floods came. It came into both of their lives. And one did not realize the faithfulness of God because he heard the word of God and did not do it. The other heard the word of God and put it into application. And he found God to be faithful. Uh, you will find that the grace of God will be sufficient. I am so grateful for what God is doing. I believe God wants to call us to repentance. God wants to call us. We need the touch of God. We need revival. We need the Lord. And I believe the Lord is more willing for us to hurt. He's more concerned 
about our character than he is our comfort. And he will do whatever it takes to cause us to be ready for him, to serve him with all of our heart. As we await the return of Jesus Christ, we need to guard our relationships with fellow believers. We need to guard our relationship with our spiritual leaders. And we need to guard our relationship concerning the circumstances. And we need to guard our relationship with the Lord, wholly dedicated unto Him. I want us, wherever we are, to take a moment to go to the Lord right now in prayer. I want our heads to be bowed. And I want us to come before the Lord this evening. And whatever God has put upon your heart. This last week, I've had some come and say, Preacher, how can I be saved? How can I know Christ? How can I be ready? It's very simple. We mentioned this morning, there's a virus. It's a sin virus. And it is present in each and every one of us. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, that virus condemns you to death and ultimately to hell. But there's an antidote. And that antidote is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, God, manifest in flesh. He came into this world, lived the only perfect life that has ever been lived. His blood was pure and holy. He had the blood of God the Father. A pure life, holy. The Lord Jesus Christ did not have to die. He chose to die. He laid down His life for you and for I. He paid the debt that we owe. The Bible says as we come to the Lord, He is the door. He is the way. There is no other door. A church cannot get you to heaven. Religion cannot get you to heaven. Being baptized cannot get you to heaven. There's one antidote, and that antidote is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and His blood. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. And I challenge you, if you have never personally received Christ, if you have never been born again, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power, to them, uh, as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. If you've never been saved right where you are, would you call upon the name of Jesus Christ? You humble yourself before Him. Admit to Him that you're lost, that you're a sinner, that you cannot save yourself. Uh, knowing that He went to the cross to die for you. Would you turn from yourself, turn from your religion, turn from your idols as the Thessalonians did, and turn to the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you're listening and you have been saved, but you would realize I'm not quite where God wants me to be. I'm not on fire for Jesus. I've quenched that fire. I don't involve myself in the preaching of God's Word. I'm not telling others about the Lord, not right with other fellow Christians, and not right with my pastor, my leaders. I want to challenge you here tonight. Would you cry out and say, Lord, thank you for the events that have caused me to see my need. And Lord, I turn to you. 
I ask your forgiveness. I want to be found faithful. Lord, would you show your will and your purpose for my life? I surrender wholly to you. I want to guard my heart and guard my life to be found faithful as you return. Father, thank you for meeting with us. Thank you for your precious, precious word. I thank you, Lord, that you are coming again and that we have that hope and that hope is steadfast and sure and we are to wait for that blessed hope of your return. Lord, that day, that that time when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ will rise. We which are alive and remain caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. Lord, thank you. Uh, Thank you for a church that you give to us. Thank you for Valley Bible Baptist Church. And I pray as people are listening that you would give the grace to respond unto you as you speak to hearts. In Jesus' name.